0: It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 735, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. And today is a special Q&A speed round edition. So if you've sent me a question and it's been a while and I haven't answered it yet, it's possible that I'll answer it on today's episode. Because today, I'm responding to those questions that may not require me to give a whole lot of information. Usually, I can answer the question in under a minute. And so I thought, well, let me just do a bunch of these questions back to back. Hence the term speed round. I'll answer four or five or even six questions today that you've sent in, and the responses will be brief, but I promise, still very informational. Now, before I get to this speed round, you may wonder, well, why should I send this guy a question? He calls himself Dr. Neil, but is that just a nickname and he thinks he's a doctor, but he's really not? Well, I do have my doctor of public health degree, where my emphasis was chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also have my master of public health degree with an emphasis in health promotion and health education. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist at the American College of Sports Medicine. When I'm not doing this podcast and answering your questions, I actually hold three faculty positions, one of which I serve as the Department Chair of Nutrition and Basic Sciences at Bastyr University, California. All right, enough about me. Let's hear from you as we get to our first question and as we optimize your life. My brother has blood in his stool. What's the cause of this? Okay, first, I'm so sorry to hear that your brother had to experience this. Now, there could be a number of reasons why a person may have blood in their stool. I, unfortunately, won't have any real concrete answers for you, but want to encourage you and your brother to discuss this with their doctor. Ideally, if he can see a specialist, what's known as a gastroenterologist, that would be best. So, blood in the stool could be due to a gastrointestinal infection. These infections could be caused by bacteria like salmonella or a more serious E. coli 0157H7 infection. Now, if the stool is really dark, almost black in color and looks like tar, then it could be caused by something else, a stomach ulcer. Blood in the stool could also be a sign of something like inflammatory bowel disease or IBD. We don't know the cause and there's really no cure per se, but there are medications that can help. Lastly, the bleeding could be caused by something as harmless as hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids sometimes can be clearly visible, but there are also internal hemorrhoids. But either way, when someone sees blood after having a bowel movement, it needs to be evaluated by a medical professional as soon as possible. And I truly hope your brother's feeling better and that it wasn't anything serious. Do peanuts make you fat? In a nutshell, Get it? Nutshell, peanuts. Okay, peanuts themselves do not make you fat. Really, nothing inherently makes a person fat. I actually read a post earlier this week about belly fat and how there are at least 10 factors that may increase belly fat. So again, it's hard to know whether peanuts themselves would actually lead to belly fat. What we really need to look at is the quantity of food consumed, the person's age, their gender, their current level of activity, their body composition, all sorts of things play into this. Peanuts are a great source of heart-healthy, monounsaturated fat, dietary fiber, and protein. Yes, they also contain a concentrated source of calories. So if too many peanuts or too much peanut butter is consumed over a period of time and the person's not very active, then sure, a person may find that they put on some fat. But again, it's not guaranteed. Plus, too much consumption of any food could lead to fat gain. Hi, I'm interested in intuitive eating and was wondering if you could recommend any good resources to help get me started. Thank you. Hi, Judith. One of the founders of the mindful or intuitive eating concept is Dr. Dean Ornish. He once said, how you eat is just as important as what you eat. What he was referring to was this concept of mindful or intuitive eating. So really, any book authored by Dr. Ornish or any of his scientific publications are wonderful resources. You can start with his book, Eat More, Weigh Less, and go from there. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Elaine, and um, my question is about A hamstring that I pulled probably over a year ago, it hurts when I get in and out of the car. I was running at the time, so I stopped running to give it a rest. And I want to start exercising again, and it still hurts. So I've been doing some gentle yoga in the morning, but it hurts like a bugger in the morning. And I was wondering, do you think that I need to see a chiropractor or Take something, or where should I go from here? Thank you so much. Bye bye. I'm sorry to hear about this injury, Elaine. I start to get concerned when folks tell me they're experiencing muscular pain in the same area for more than two days. To me, this means that the person probably is just not experiencing some delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS. Instead, I worry that there may be something potentially more serious going on. The type of pain, whether it's sharp or dull, for example, can matter also. Elaine, you specifically mentioned that you felt you had a pulled hamstring. This usually means, if this is correct, that the muscle may have been overused, overstretched, or that there actually may be a muscle tear. It was super smart that you stopped running. But the fact that it's still hurting means it probably needs to be evaluated by an orthopedist or a physical therapist. Now, depending on the type of insurance plan, you may need to first see your primary care doctor and then they can refer you. In the meantime, be sure to rest your hamstring, apply ice and heat, and elevate that leg. This means don't perform any exercises that work the hamstrings directly. When you apply ice or a frozen bag of peas to the area, do that for 15 minutes, then apply 15 minutes of heat, and do this every four waking hours. When you're relaxing, elevate that leg. For most folks, an over-the-counter anti-inflammatory like ibuprofen can help, but check with your doctor first. This is because if you're on certain medications, taking ibuprofen may not be advised, and I hope you feel better soon. I have a question for you around calf cramping. My calves cramp randomly through the night. I drink a ton of water. I eat a lot of vegetables, lots of fiber, and I'm not sure why my calves keep cramping. You got any suggestions? Thanks so much. Love the show. Hi, Jim. Muscle cramping can be caused by overuse of those muscles. Well, it could also be caused by something as simple as worn out shoes, dehydration, a vitamin or mineral deficiency, or something more serious. Not to scare you too much, it could also be caused by this more serious thing called peripheral artery disease. Peripheral artery disease happens when the blood vessels in the limbs, also known as our periphery, begin to get clogged. Again, as I've been saying, either way, it's good to see your doctor to make sure it's nothing serious. But in the meantime, you can see if increasing your water intake helps. Aim to consume enough water each day so that your urine is a pale lemonade color. If your urine is clear, you're drinking too much water. You can also think about consuming more nuts and seeds. The reason for that is because these foods are good sources of magnesium, which may relieve some of this cramping. I would also pay attention to your intake of calcium and potassium. Consuming potatoes, bananas, and leafy greens will help with the potassium. And most dairy products are good sources of calcium. I wouldn't advise you to take a magnesium, potassium, or calcium supplement, though, without your doctor's approval. Hello, this is Aaron from Colorado. I was wondering if you could speak to estimating the fructose content in food. With all the controversy over the types of sugars in our food and what is healthy, I'm trying to effectively estimate the amounts of fructose in my food so I can lower it and consume relatively healthier sugars. Thanks. Hi, Aaron. When it comes to fructose, you're right. The body processes fructose differently than some of the other sugars. In fact, we're finding that some convert fructose to fat really efficiently so I don't blame you for feeling a bit wary about your intake of fructose specifically. First, I need to be sure we're on the same page and mention that fruit is high in fructose. And this goes for all fruit, fresh, dried, juiced, doesn't matter. But for packaged foods specifically, you can look at the ingredients list. Food manufacturers can get pretty creative with the ways they identify sugars on their labels, so we need to be careful. Some of the hard-to-pronounce chemicals we see on the ingredients list are actually made by processing sugar in very creative and unique ways. Oftentimes, glucose is manipulated in a lab and converted to other types of sugar. The most well-known example of this is converting glucose to high fructose corn syrup. So, by looking at the list of ingredients on a nutrition facts label, we can get an idea of the types of sugars found in the food. If you wanna get really specific and even find out which foods are higher in fructose, the United States Department of Agriculture has a nutrient database that's free to the public. To find it, simply enter USDA Nutrient Search into your favorite web browser. Once you get there, you can tell the database that you want to search for foods highest in fructose, and it will generate a list for you. When I did it, agave came out on top. Again, to access this resource, type in USDA Nutrient Search into your favorite web browser and have fun. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. That was another speed round in the books. I thank you all so much for your questions. You're all entered into very small raffles every month to win a book. And if you want to be in the raffle, send me a question. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. You can record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 love ohd Both methods are in this episode's description which you can find at oldpodcast.com. All right, that's another week of Optimal Health Daily in the Books. Thank you, as always, for listening every day and all the way through. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and happy Mother's Day, mom. And I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.